Hi, today is Tuesday, June 12th, and I'm driving to work. Today is not Monday, June 11th. It was yesterday when I first recorded this episode, but I got to work and uh, the battery had died on my recorder, so I'm doing it again. Hey, welcome back to Pens in the Go. It has been a while. We are past that long dark of May. Um, this is such a hard month here in my household. But that is over, and now I've got a little bit of time again and energy to record. <clears throat> Excuse me. School ended last week, so suddenly traffic is a lot lighter, and my commute is a lot easier. Not that it's ever hard, honestly. But, um, yeah. Yay! I'm now here waiting to turn right. So, um, it's been a while. I'm not going to tell you all the pens I have had ink, but let me tell you the ones I have ink now. Um, there's three of them. There's two more, but I'm not counting them. Actually, I guess I can count three, four of them. Anyway, there's a Pilot Custom 92 with Robert Oster Aqua. That is just about out of ink. I've really enjoyed that pen and that ink. Um, and there's like a small drop of ink left. That will run out today, one way or another. Um, great color, great pen. The, I also have, ooh, what's the next one? Oh yes, a Sailor Pro Gear Slim with Mont Blanc Ruby. I bought that ink at uh, a local luggage store at the mall. You know, to support them and to buy a bottle of ink. I'm not sure how I feel about the color. It seems fine in the fine nib. I might like it less in a different nib. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a purplish red. And <clears throat> yes, I got a, a fine nib pen. I don't normally like fine nibs, but it's a sailor and they have notoriously small converters. I figured it'd be okay because it just won't last long no matter what. Um, so that's good. Oh, wow. Look at that. The street light is hanging super low. Something must have hit it or something happened yesterday. Um, a truck will hit those if it goes under them. Anyway, the third pen I have inked is another Pilot, a Pilot Metro. Also a fine nib, and it has a purple ink. Oh, yeah, Jarbon's Poussière de Lune. Um, I have no idea how much I has left because it's got one of those little bulb converters. They just can't see into it. And then a, a fourth pen that I'm not counting is a pocket pen. With uh, 54th Massachusetts from Noodlers. And then the other pen I'm not counting is uh, another Pilot with black ink. Yeah, limey black powder or something. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I've got inked. It's been a while. I've, I've had a lot of pens inked recently. And this is part of the what the show's about. I've been going through brown inks, just trying them out. Um, here's the thing. I find brown inks hard to figure out. Um... They never look like what I expect. A lot of times on whatever papers I use them, I mean, more than any other color, it comes out very faded and, and grayish looking when I write with it. It's just nothing like what I expected. Um, very frustrating. I find that certain papers, it used to happen with the older Baron Fig books. It doesn't happen with those anymore. They've changed their paper apparently. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm assuming that's the chemistry of the ink somehow getting soaked into the paper further or something. The, the bright colors get soaked in. And all that's left is the grayish. Um, excuse me. But yes, but, but I was getting frustrated by those. I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I have a feeling that if I had more ink in my pen, if it was a wet writing pen, it would look like a richer brown. So I put them in a Twisby Classic with a stub nib that, that's pretty wet. And sure enough, my Monteverde brown sugar looked great, nice and dark and rich. So I was very happy with it. So I decided to try it with my other browns. Once I finished that one, I put in another brown, and that was a Dea Tremensis tobacco. tobacco. 
Um, and again, it looked great and it smells awesome. I like that ink a lot. And so I've been happy with it. Towards the end, I was it's a little tired of all this brown because, you know, that pen holds a lot of ink. And I am now ready to do the next one, which will probably be another Jarabat ink. Um, Café de Ile. Um, island coffee, I guess. And, and see how that goes. And there's also a few others I want to try. Like, I'm really looking forward to trying KWZ Honey. But, uh, anyway, I'm rambling. My point is, I am finding inks can be frustrating and temperamental and difficult. And maybe I've mentioned this before, but it seems to be a thing for me. And, you know, I will say that in, in the end, this is part of the charm of the inks. It's just how much, how fiddly they are. Right? But, I mean, there, there's different things. I, I already mentioned how browns can be weird. Um... Sometimes you get inconsistent batches, right? Noodlers is made inconsistent batches of some inks. Apparently, the American aristocracy—I cannot say that word—aristocracy is um, an ink that has had a few different colors depending on when you bought it, um, shades of purple or brown. And apparently, it had to do with that when they first made it, the the chemicals they used were no longer available for some reason or another, and so they used different chemicals, and the color was just not the same. And it's changed at least twice, I think, maybe more. I don't know. So, you know, you got to deal with that. You don't know what you're going to get with inks. Um, then there's also shimmer inks that are clogging pens. You know, the, you got to have a, a wet writing broad nib or at least a medium nib or it's just going to clog up your pen and not come out very well. And even when you do write with it, my experience at least is I'll get a lot of shimmer at first. And after the first few sentences, there's less and less shimmer. And often, depending on the ink, by the end, there's just no shimmer at all. You really got to look for it to find it. Excuse me. Um, so they can be temperamental, and, and because of that, they tend not to be as fun as they would be otherwise. I wish that for shimmerings they were more consistent with the amount of glitter that that was coming out throughout the writing experience. And it isn't the case. It sure makes it exciting when you first start writing something. It's just like, wow, look at all that glitter and shine. Ooh. But uh, yeah. So so there's interesting shimmerings. Then there's Iron Gall, right, which is another interesting ink property. And this is some sort of, I don't know what Iron Gall is, iron in your ink. It comes from a plant, I know that because I, I was listening to a radio show on the way to work one morning. They were talking about Iron Gall and how it used to once be used for ink, but uh, isn't anymore, and so on. And so anyway, so when you write with that, as, as it dries, it darkens because the iron is oxidizing, iron in the ink. But those are again are problematic, problematic because apparently if you leave them in your pen and it's a steel nib, it could damage your nib. So you don't want to leave them in there very long, and you know that worries me. Like how long is very long? Nobody really tells you. They just say you know don't let it sit in the pen. What does that mean for the afternoon, for a month, for a year and a half? I I don't know. So you know it's the best just not to bother or just not use them, unless you've got a gold nib pen, or you know I think if I use it frequently, it's fine. And, and, you know, the way I tend to use pens, it'll sit ink for maybe a month at most, and that's because I'm using it until it runs out. Oh, look at that. Light's changing. Crap. I shouldn't have gotten stuck at this red. Anyway. So so that's Iron Gall inks. Um, similarly, there is those uh, inks with sheen, with crazy sheen. Um, for example, I forget the manufacturer now, but there's that one called Nitrogen. Darn, I should know who makes that one. Um, super sheeny ink, and 
Man, not knowing the name really bugs me. Not knowing the name of that manufacturer. I could picture the box and everything, but I don't know. Anyway, so that one, it, it's super sheeny. Sometimes when you write with it, it looks red. Sometimes it looks blue. I think it's a blue ink with just a lot of bright, deep red highlights, which kind of makes no sense. Um, But, you know, when you look at the ink, it is super goopy. It's, it oozes. Like, you know, if you pour it out of your body, you could probably watch it ooze out slowly like a blob um and that creeps me out so i don't want to put that in my pen that just doesn't seem safe for anything so you know again inks inks are tricky inks are precarious and persnickety and all that and you just need to be really careful there's more ink issues that i was thinking about yesterday i talked about that that were really interesting i can't remember them today so you know all in all i think i enjoy all these aspects so i think oh there's of course, it's always cleaning the pens. That's a hassle, and you get inked on your hands, and you have to change ink every or clean out the pen every few days if you're using the same pen regularly. Um, but all that is fun. You know, I am a guy that seems to like to tinker with things. When I got my first smartphone, I rooted it and I replaced the operating system. I kept trying different flavors of Android, um, like CyanogenMod. And I just love playing with that and rooting my phone all the time and constantly having to reset everything and reinstall the apps. And my wife pointed out that I didn't want a phone. I wanted a project. And that that's exactly what I had. And it was great. And so I think the fountain pens are the same way. They're fun because they are a project. And I get to try out all these inks. And it's a challenge to try and finish it, finish up the ink and the pen so I could move on to the next ink and whatnot. Um, very exciting. I think it helps to have a mindset like that when it comes to fountain pens if you're somebody who wants to try lots of inks. You know, if you just want to use the same pen and the same ink a lot, then you won't have those issues. It'll be a much, most of them will be a much more consistent experience. Unless you're using like an Iron Gal Shimmer ink with a lot of sheen or something like that. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Somebody should make that. Hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> and why not? Throw in some sense on it. So, yeah, so there you go. Um,. Wow, last time I recorded this, I got a lot farther before I finished talking. So, last week, so about a week and a couple days ago, we went to the Raleigh Pen Show up in, or the Triangle Pen Show up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, that was fun. It was a four-hour drive each way, so it was pretty far. Uh, and we went on a Sunday, which is nice, because it's pretty quiet, and you have the ability to actually stand there and look at everything and talk to people, and and it's not you're not crowded and jostled around at all pretty much your space at every table so I enjoyed that experience um, it was a fun trip and I didn't really buy much of anything actually I bought a couple pen wraps that's it I didn't buy any pens or inks or anything I don't know why so I kinda think that maybe the trip wasn't worth the four hour drive but but it was fun to do um, are there any interesting highlights from that? I, uh, a friend of the show, Tim, bought a cool green shimmer ink, which I ha he gave me some a sample of it. I haven't tried it yet, but I will soon because I think that's that's what I'm going to ink up next. I'm going to put it in a Levenger True Rider that I got the other day, a Kyoto with a Kyoto pattern, and it's got somebody's name on it. It says Max. And I assume it means Max, the person, not Maximum. But looking forward to trying that. I don't think I'll go to that pen show again next year because it is such a long time driving. You know what? I'm pretty I know I said that last year. And I went this year. So I need to remember this because yeah, cuz it's just so far. 
but it's such a different experience from the Atlanta Penn Show that's super crowded. Every time I've been, it's been a Saturday. And so, yeah, super crowded. It's, it's hard to look at, you know. I avoid going to many tables because I don't want to deal with the huge crowds at that table or around that table because the hallways or the spaces between tables are often just super crowded too. You, got, you know, kind of walk sideways, just excuse me, excuse me, that sort of thing. I don't like that experience. Also, this pen, this show in Raleigh is a lot smaller. Oh, I don't know about a lot, but it's definitely smaller, sizably smaller. And um, that means you know, I, it's less overwhelming too, just in, in sheer volume of pens and inks, which is good. I had hoped to find the pay for table in Atlanta or in Raleigh. Apparently, that doesn't exist anymore as a thing. It's a shame because that was a really neat feature. I really enjoyed it. It was probably my one of my favorite things about the pen shows was the pay it forward table. It'd be neat if maybe a, even if there isn't an official pay it forward group anymore if, or person or whatever, if maybe pen shows just started doing that of, on their own free will or whatever. Just, hey, we're going to have a pay it forward table here. That that would be great. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so, yeah, okay, I guess I'm close to work. This is about where excuse me. This is about where I stopped recording yesterday. Today's a beautiful sunny day. Yesterday was a very rainy day on the way to work. Um, much different experience. Also, I want to stop because my throat is starting to hurt. It's very scratchy. I got a sore throat this morning. Uh, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send me an email at pensonthego@gmail.com. If you don't care about what pens I have inked, or you want to hear more about that, or, or, or any suggestions or anything, just let me know. Uh, thank you for listening. Moment of silence.